Well, hey there, my name's Chris Rivers, and I want to thank you for joining us for the Men at Grace podcast. The goal of this resource is to help motivate and encourage men to take responsibility for the people and the situations that God brings into their lives. In our last episode, we shared a framework for using this podcast to help you engage with other men around these topics. This process allows us to encourage and disciple one another while ultimately learning some ways we can move towards people and depend on God. Hopefully that conversation helps spur you to action. Now today, I'm excited to share an interview that Brad Walbridge and I had with Player Chapel. Player works at Grace Church's Powdersville campus on our student ministry team. And in this interview, we explore five pieces of advice that every man needs. Adapted from a student ministry teaching, Player shared with graduating seniors, these insights are applicable to men in all stages of life and offer practical takeaways for pursuing Christ and growing as believers. Be sure to check out our podcast page at gracechurchsc.org forward slash minute grace. On this page, you can access questions and additional resources to help you engage with other men towards discipleship. Okay, let's jump into our episode. Player, you serve at our Powdersville campus. You are a student pastor there, and I have greatly appreciative of you because I have two, I have three kids in mm. student ministry. So we've gotten to know each other over the years. And you recently, I guess it wasn't recently, but you spent some time with my oldest son and many other students, and you did an event, a graduation event, yeah. and just fed them and celebrated the mm-hmm. work that God's been doing in their lives. Yeah. And you shared five pieces of advice that every student needed to hear. Yeah. And you really laid some stuff out and I was taking notes like nobody's business. <laughs> My son didn't learn anything, but sure, I did. Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to get you in here yeah. and Brad and I, we've been thinking through what are the things that we can do to help our men be responsible for the people and the situations that God brings in our life? How do we move towards people? How do we depend on God? These are the things that God originally created in us to do. And of course, sin enters the world and there's brokenness. And now we're passive. We don't like to move towards people. We don't like to depend on God. We like to be Mm self-reliant. And so we're in this constant battle. But I do think that some of these things are applicable, not just to students. Oh, yeah. So I thought maybe you could just cultivate our imagination a bit and tell us, I mean, this is applicable for anyone, for a job, sure. someone that maybe has just had a new child. Yeah. Brad, you just had a child. Sure did. Yeah, yeah. We, we could go. Yeah, but you and, also got uh, kids. You already got kids, older kids. Yeah. You know? So this Definitely. is applicable to leading them. Yeah. I'm curious, as we get into this, player for you, in your role, as you present this at the campus, what was the inspiration for this? What drove this yeah. to actually come into being? Yeah, so every year we get to the end of our spring semester, and we want to figure out a way to celebrate yeah. our senior class as they are launched into the real world, yeah. whatever that is next, college, work, whatever. And actually, this was my first kind of shot at that. I'd started on staff the previous March, and plans were kind of in place for all that already for that yeah. year. So this May comes around, and I'm looking for a little bit of guidance. So I email a pastor on our staff, Joey Altum, and just said, hey, what are give me some things that you've used in the past. Yeah. What have you kind of shared with senior classes in the past. You know, he's been around the block a few more times Mm -hmm. than me, so to speak. He shared with me a a couple of docs and I read in one of these, these five pieces of advice. I said, man, these are, these are just too good not to use. I don't even need to paraphrase these. Like I am using these. Yeah. Like this is perfect. And, and as I'm reading them, I'm like, man, this doesn't just apply to 
high schoolers. Like this is truth that I need to hear yeah. right now, just in whatever season of life I'm in. So, well, why don't you share the first piece of advice that you yeah. gave to them? Yeah. So the first thing was just don't trust your own wisdom. And I think that in times where we find new opportunities and new freedom, sin has a way to make us feel independently wise, mm-hmm. has a way to kind of twist our thinking to think like, oh, well, we've got it figured out because I have this freedom yeah. that I'm now qualified to handle whatever's in front of me on my own. I think we've seen in a lot of cases as men, autonomy is rarely ever yeah. <laughs> a good thing at all. Like when is autonomy ever really worked out mm-hmm. for us? It rang very, very true to me as I was reading that and just thinking back on kind of my time in college, my first few years when I left home. I grew up in the Midlands of South Carolina, moved up to Clemson and decided like, oh, you know, I've clearly earned some form of freedom and opportunity here. Like, I'm going to make a point to do this on my own. And for two and a half years, it seemed to be going well. (laughs) And then you kind of take a step back, or I did take a step back sometime during my junior year and look and like, man, I'm a different person. Like, Mm. I've developed habits that wouldn't normally happen if someone was like holding me in check and maybe just planting my flag into the mountain of independence. That's what I'm resting on here. It was really kind of turned me into a different person. And I had to take a step back and say, no, no, I think I need to legitimately put myself under someone and say like, no, like help me out here. Like yeah. that's not a weakness. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Was there a singular moment that brought you to that realization? Was it a series of moments or a season specifically in junior year that, mm-hmm. that brought that to you? Yeah, I think just kind of getting in, in the season where you kind of see the finish line of college, especially at Clemson, like we talk about it sometimes, our Grace campus is so close to Clemson, the Clemson bubble mm-hmm. is so isolated, especially college years like that. But getting so close to the finish line and seeing like, oh, well, we're all about to go different directions and I'm going to have to completely start over again. Yeah. And like, where am I setting mm-hmm. myself up now to be when that happens and kind of reflecting on that and say, no, I think I need to put some more, yeah. some more solid things in place here rather sure. than just kind of floating along. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I was reading the scriptures not long ago. I ran across a verse in Colossians 2, and it says, and and I'm going to try my best here. I've been trying to memorize it, but don't let anyone capture you Mm. with empty philosophies and high moral nonsense that only comes from human thinking and the spiritual powers of this world rather than Christ. Yeah. And don't let anyone capture you. Mm. Like, anyone is me, Chris Rivers. I got a stinking thinking problem. That's one of the learned lessons I've learned. It's a disease that I have. I don't know if you guys have ever figured this out. (laughs) You think about being in a battle. I don't know. I've never really been in the army or anything like that, but I've played like capture the flag and stuff like that. But when the enemy captures you, what does the enemy do to you when you're a prisoner? Doesn't treat you well. They don't, they don't make it well for you. No, no, not a fun time. And that idea, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies, high moral nonsense. What you're saying is don't trust your own wisdom because that can be very dangerous because it can capture you and put you in a place you don't want to be. And I think that when you were talking about that, that night with all of our students, I get that principle, but to learn that principle, I feel like you just got to fall on your face like a billion times to get that. Was that something that you started to experience in college? For sure. Just realizing that I myself acting out of my own volition and whatever is just not, doesn't cut it like over and over again, whether it be with school and thinking, Oh, I don't need to study that much. Like I've, I trust myself here. Mm. It's like, when has trusting myself really ever worked out that much? But school relationships, friendships, just being like, man, no, I, I really, I just need 
guidance and wisdom from something else other than myself. Yeah. So the big why, Brad, why is not trusting in your own wisdom? Why do you think that's important for us as men? I think that if we're trusting in our own wisdom or we're falling into the capture Mm -hmm. of other people, captivating us, capturing our imaginations, our thoughts, our, our desires, all of that, we're not letting the Lord actually guide us Mm -hmm. through that. And I think it's really challenging with not just culture, but I just think the inherent sinful nature Mm -hmm. of all of us, but certainly in those teen years, Mm -hmm. as players talking about, where you feel like, no, 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 I'm entitled Mm. to have independence. Mm -hmm. I've been looking forward to this. I've earned it. Right. And I am going to drive that into the ground Mm. because I deserve it. Yeah. That self-entitlement. And I think that's what's so dangerous not just for this age, but it's speaking to me as a man in my 40s. Mm-hmm. It's speaking to me of, even though I've got 20 years life, 25 years life on some of these students, I still can't trust myself. Yeah, I still can't trust my own wisdom. So I think if any of our men are listening to this and they're distancing themselves from the high school years, the college years, yeah, I hear what they're talking about. Now, this is all of us. Yeah. We're just using this as a lens, but it's it's all of us that need to be paying attention to this. Yeah, got to be careful. And we're in a series right now called Ecclesiastes, which Doc is, we're learning a lot about this. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know? And so if you are listening to this for the first time, you could definitely go to our resource library at Grace Church and, and learn more about that. But even if you're talking about this with other guys, where have you trusted in your own wisdom and it didn't go well for you? That might be a question to dialogue around. Well, okay, so don't trust your own wisdom. That was the first piece of mm-hmm. advice. What was the second? Second one kind of goes along with it is just, in addition to that, just being humble and being teachable and realizing the fact that you will be wrong. It's not, will I or will I not be wrong? It's when will you be wrong? And just being willing to submit yourself under someone who knows better. Mm. Just think about having someone to mold your life around, someone a few years ahead of you. We were talking about some examples earlier and just myself as being a new dad myself, I got a three-month-old and I'm now looking at other families from a different perspective, thinking about like, oh, I see how see how that kid acts at mm-hmm. 11 and 12 years old. Like, oh, I would love, I would love for my kid to be like that. But there's also people that I see, it's like, ooh, I'm going to watch them closely and not do what they do. <laughs> That's because right. that, 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 I don't want that in my house yeah. soon. But no, it's just, it's not just to people. It's just to, to the truth that we're told through scripture. It's like being humble and being teachable and letting that mold, not the bigger picture, not just our moment by moment decisions in our life, being humble and teachable in those moments and making that a a practice to where that kind of manifests itself out through a a longer period of time. Yeah. As you're humble and teachable, I think some guys can think that, well, if I make myself open to others teaching me, well, somehow that means I have to do whatever they say and agree with everything that they say. It's something that we talk about. Do we have a problem to solve or attention to manage? I think it's attention to manage that as we invite other men into our lives and make ourselves open to their input and their guidance. There's going to be times that we don't agree with them and legitimately shouldn't agree Mm, with them. And that's okay. But we have to go in with that humble posture Mm -hmm. of what can I learn? Like the default daily of what can I learn today? Mm -hmm. Who can I learn it from? And I might not agree with everything they say, but what is the percentage of what they're saying whether it's speaking into my actions or just sharing from their life of what I mm. could glean off of, what's the percentage that I could be yeah. taking away? 
And I think it's just holding whatever conceptions you already have loosely. That's right. Just being That's able a to, really good thought. Absolutely. Just being able to be open to hearing something else, yeah. which I think is incredibly hard for me because yeah. whether it's pride. Oh, I believe it, the word is pride. Brad. Okay, pride, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, w- I would say that one of the things I know that when I'm not being humble, I mean, and that's weird to say, but like I want to try to be good at this, right? Mm-hmm. I want to strategically in my life, like what you're saying, be humble and teachable. I want to do that today. Yeah. So one of the ways that I know that I'm not moving towards that is when I have an answer for everything. Mm-hmm. When someone asks a question, we're in a group of guys or whatever, and someone asks a question and I have an answer, like I don't need to be the person that always needs to answer. Maybe I just need to listen. And one of the best things that I do to try to fight this, because this is a hard thing for me, I just try to count in my mind. So when people ask questions or I'll just like count one, two, three. Hmm. And I just don't say anything until I can get to 10. Mm-hmm. And then if nobody says anything, uh, then yeah. I'm able to say something. It keeps me from focusing on myself. Right. So that's a discipline you've personally like you're, you're aware enough yes. to say, I need to give myself that amount of time before I take a step forward. It's not just for right. else. It's, it's for me to ensure that I'm, I'm disciplined to myself in that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're talking about this with some guys, I would, I would say, what does humility and being teachable look like on a regular basis? Like, yeah. how do you, how do you practice that? What is a way that you do that? Mm. So, all right. So you said, First piece of advice, don't trust your own wisdom. Second piece was be humble and teachable. What was the third piece? Yeah, so number three was just be aware. Mm. Because there's so many, whether it's content we consume, voices we hear, things we interact with on a daily basis that are just pulling and trying to grab our heart, grab our attention. Mm. You mentioned Colossians 2 earlier about just allowing deception to creep in and to, to captivate you. And I think one thing that I tell our high schoolers, and as we say, it's true, for all of us, especially men, is just being able to create time throughout your day to hear God's voice, to take a step back and say, all right, no, what is truth? Mm. And and pursue that because a lot of times we expect it to just happen to us, mm. but we have to be able to work that into our daily routine. Yeah. Like that has to be an active pursuit of that and not just something that comes upon us throughout the day. Yeah. So. yeah. A couple of years ago, I was, I was working with a guy, just it comes to mind as you're saying all that. He's in college. He's got roommates. They have a kind of an integrity situation that they're in. Like people can not know that something happened and they'd be fine, but they all know that something happened. And he was convicted about it. And the other roommates were, you know, professing to be believers. We're all good with it. It's three against one. And I watched him navigate gut-wrenchingly, navigate through that situation to really press those voices back and to seek out wisdom from those that are older and wiser and whose lives demonstrated rhythms and credibility of truly following after the Lord. Mm. And I mean, he humbled himself to say, these really close friends of mine, I'm going to reject what they're saying. I hear it, but I'm going to reject it. I'm going to move in the direction of these other men that I trust to get wisdom. He ended up making some, some hard decisions that, and the outcome really doesn't matter. He made those, those decisions not based on what they were saying and the influence that they were trying to have, but he pushed all that back to say, I've, 
I need to hear from others and I need to take steps that these others are giving me not to be popular with my friends or to, or to make them happy, but to do what I know to be right as these men have poured into me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think getting credible feedback is another great way to have self-awareness for my son to come to me and say, hey, dad, what do you think I could do better in our home? And I'm telling you, my, my son will never say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a pipe dream right there. But I was about to say, are you calling on a specific yeah. example? I'd love, love to yeah. hear it. I was about but, to ask you, which one are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, which, which one you? Yeah. But I mean, for me to go to my wife, even, and yeah. say, my wife, who knows me very well, we've been married 20 years, and say, hey, babe, what can I do better to serve our family, to serve you, to lead our family in a way that honors God, and just be willing to listen? That is a way to become very self-aware and... So getting credible feedback from people that know you. And so I think there is something to being self-aware and and being known. How do you help students be self-aware? I think first off, they kind of going back to number two, have to have a posture of humility Mm -hmm. and being willing to enter into a conversation with that. Because sometimes I think we feel like we're on student staff, feel like we're banging our head against the wall. It's like, please just listen to what I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. I promise it makes sense. But I think encouraging students, so I've had some traction with just encouraging them to do a little research. Yeah. Like don't just take things at face value because it's sitting right in front of you. Like mm-hmm. have the intentionality to look into something. What is what is this song actually saying to you? Mm. What is this show you're watching actually trying to propagate? What are we actually taking in? And that has started some really good conversations with students in the past. They're just like, no, I honestly didn't realize what... I was singing mm. like I, or what I was watching. And I take a step back and look like this doesn't really add up with what I say I believe. Mm. Yeah. And that does, that's not the case every time. I think some students aren't quite there yet. Yeah. Do you feel like there's an absence of critical thinking in oh, our students? Yes. And maybe even our adults. I've yes. that too. I, not to pull the technology card, but everything is just so there. So yeah. right in front of you. We don't have to think very much. No. Yeah. We're training ourselves to not have to think very much. Right. Which is convenient. Right. But how detrimental can that be? Yeah, that's good. So, man, this has been really good, player. I mean, we've got number one piece of I don't trust your own wisdom. Number two, be humble and teachable. Number three, be aware. What was the fourth one? The fourth was serve and sacrifice. I know for me, just being involved in the local church was easy to a degree for serving purposes. My spiritual gift is being able to be up in front of people and comedic, create comedic relief, create, creating energy, building yeah. excitement. So I found a role where I could do that mm-hmm. in student ministry. Past that, I was like, well, you know, that's my wheelhouse. What? Yeah. I'm playing my part. I'm good to go. Yeah, so Evan Nelson, a pastor on our staff at Powdersville, had approached me after I'd been serving a little while and said, hey, I, you need to be in biblical community and what that looks like for you, maybe joining a community group. And I was like, Evan, man, I don't. I don't think you understand how busy I am. I work <laughs> working sometimes six days a week at Clemson in the athletic department, working sporting events, all kind of stuff. Like, I, I don't know where in the world I would find the time to do that. Fast forward a couple of years of him asking me and asking me and asking me, I get in a community group and I have plenty of time for it. And yeah. I'm thinking, if anything, I have only added things to my plate since then. So what was I doing with all this time? I tell our students all the time, you have more freedom and energy. The combination of freedom and energy you have right now will never be this high again. Right. It decreases daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know for us as men, like that is incredibly true. But even for men now, it might feel like you don't have much at all, but you have more than you will have the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Even like obviously seasonally that might 
be different for people based on age of children, what your kids are involved in, family situations, whatever. But rule of thumb, you typically have more energy and freedom now than you will for the rest of your life. And it's important what you do with that. Do you use it all on yourself or are you able to channel that and put people in front of yourself specifically in serving and sacrificing for other people? And I think it's important that when we say that to students, there can be the tendency to have the parental tone of chastising. Oh, yeah. You have more time and energy than you've ever had, than you're ever going to have in mm-hmm. the future. And it's it's almost shaming them a little bit. Oh, yeah. When I think that the tone, though it is still true, what we're about to say the tone is calling them to something. Oh, yeah. And that's different from I'm chastising you because of what you just said. No, I'm, I want to call you to this higher purpose that God wants mm-hmm. you to, to live out that's not about yourself, and that's a good thing. Right. So I think mm-hmm. the tone and our posture as we approach our students, because they're expecting us to treat them beneath us mm-hmm. and to treat them in such a way that they don't know what's going on, I don't know that that's helpful. Yeah. You know, we want to call them to something and inspire them to to be a part of the mission. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed um, even in my middle son, just he had a tough year this past year in player. We've talked a lot about that and prayed a lot about that and worked through a lot of that. But he got a job and that job is very hard. Like he is doing manual labor right now. And there's something to him coming home at 4.30 and being like, I can't move and I'm gonna go to sleep. Oh, it's so good. It is so it's good it. for you. I love it. Go by all the, you know, it's, it's been great. But I mean, I think just one of the things my, Rachel and I, we were talking this morning and we were just kind of celebrating together the work that God's doing in his life and how just God continues to just encourage us as parents because we don't know what we're doing. But he, one of the things Rachel said this morning is like, I feel like he has some purpose and that that's what we as men, we need, we need purpose. And I think what you were saying, Brad, is just as leaders, it's important for us if we're on the other side of this and we're trying to help men serve and sacrifice, we need to do a great job of clarifying the purpose and the goal for men. Right. And if we don't do that, then no one wants to be a part of that. And that's answering the why, really clarifying the need. Even those of us who are trying to do that with other men, we have to stay humble Mm -hmm. for other men Mm -hmm. to continue to remind us. Yeah. To continue to bring that vision back to us of Mm -hmm. the bigger picture, the higher purpose that God has for us and the mission that we're on. We have to be humble enough to continuously hear. We've never arrived at Mm -hmm. a certain point. We can always be hearing that and figure out what does that look like in the season that I'm in. Yeah, that's good. Well, What's the last one, player? Yeah, so the last one is just to find your role in the local church. Mm. And the role is not attending, Yeah, <laughs> which I think a lot of us can uh, can just fall into. It's like, well, I'm taking part. Well, we don't want to just be consumers. We want to help to build mm. and to, to make it be a contributors. place. contributors. Exactly, yeah. And a way to do that is to tell students and, and grown men, ask what the needs are because yeah. there are needs. It's not a matter of, do you have a place where I can serve? Yeah. It's where, where would you like me to serve? And whatever that role is, it's going to look different for a lot of people and there's going to be different weight carried, but just being able to pursue that intentionally and knowing, like you're saying, that higher calling, that higher purpose and the greater mission of what we're doing. What yeah. if the needs that I see in the church don't align with how I feel like I'm I'm gifted or wired up. That sounds like serving. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, so yeah. I mean, what do, what do I do? I mean, the guy that's listening who says, 
I'm not a, a real bubbly person that's yeah. going to stand out there and greet. Yeah. I mean, how do I approach that? Well, I think it's, it's taking a step in obedience just to what's in front of you. And then through the process of just diving in and faithfulness, figuring out like, okay, well, maybe, maybe this isn't for you, yeah, but let's find something for you. Yeah. Like just, it, it doesn't have to be the perfect fit right off the bat. It's like finding a job. Like you, my mom told me when I was applying for jobs out of college, she's like your first job is probably not going to be the job you have for the rest of your life, you know, mm-hmm. but it's going to take, you need a job. Yeah. And then you, you will slowly find out what am I good at? What do I need? Wh- where am I needed? Yeah. Yeah. And I would encourage a lot of men, like what your first thought is of what you have to offer might not be your best spiritual gift. And it mm-hmm. might not be what God is calling you to do and what the need is in the church anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't want to leave it up to your own mind. Oh, right. Going as right to where back you to, fit in. That's where yeah. just plurality and others speaking into you to let you know, hey, this is how I see you're wired up. Mm-hmm. And over there, that is not how you're wired up. Right. So that's going back to being humble and teachable. That's right. Yeah. And we did, Brad, you and I, we did an episode with Blake Payne, episode 19, with how should men think about participating in the local church, which I think gives a lot of language for what you're talking about with this point, player. And so, you know. I think men should should definitely, if if that's resonating with you as you're hearing all of us or hearing what we're talking about in this, to go back to that episode Mm -hmm. and really dig into that. Yeah. And then get with another guy and say, all right, what is, what does this look like for me to do this? Yeah. You know, if you're not a part of a local church, like that needs to definitely uh, find your role in it. Yeah. So I think that's great. Well, you had closed with some thoughts and I don't know if you could close with some of those for us, but maybe put a bow on all this for us player. Yeah. Romans 12 just talks about don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. It's a good way to cap this idea of it's just so much bigger than us and so much bigger than our own pride, our own plans, our own ideas of what we're good at. Just being able to submit under that and pursue Jesus in that. And what I told our high schoolers is if you continue to pursue God and his will and his people, then you're on the right path. And he will bless that and you will you will continue to learn and continue to, to follow Jesus through that. That's yeah, good. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, this has been, it. I'm very grateful for yeah. our men to be able to have this and to help us think about what it means to be responsible for. Cause I think the opposite of being responsible for is being independent. Oh yeah. And this has given us some very good practical ways for us to know how to move towards people, know how to move towards situations and depend on God because yeah. we need his strength to do all of these things. So thanks again. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you. Yep. Well, as we wrap up today's conversation, we want to thank you for joining us. Remember that listening to a podcast episode can be an individual experience, which we believe is only enhanced by talking through it and applying it to life. So we want to encourage you to share this episode with another man with the purpose of learning discussing how to apply these principles. And if you have questions or want access to any additional resources to help you dive deeper into this subject, be sure to check out our podcast page at gracechurchsc.org forward slash men at grace. On this page, you can access a summary and group leader questions to discuss with other men. Thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to joining you on the next episode.